Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, good. All wedding good. wedding month, pretty much. Let's we call it wedding month because you get married on the Saturday, so it's almost like within that week. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's September, but it's basically like the lead up is is August, isn't it? Uh, yeah, all good. Um, just ticking ticking a little thing off the list every day, it seems, which is boding well actually, because then it's not too overwhelming. So is everything prepared? Are you ready? Pretty much. I just need to print loads of print things. Need to go to print table names, signs, things like that. But otherwise, I'm in a good place. I need to finish writing my vows. Oh. Mm. Um, oh, hold on. I actually, I um, found a dress that I think I'm going to rent. Oh yeah, I'm rent. I'm at a wedding this Friday, and I've rented one for the first time. I've taken taken inspo from you. What website did you use? I used Higher Street because I got yeah. tagged with loads of stuff. I used Higher Street. They've partnered with ASOS now, haven't they? Oh, have they? Yeah. You know, I actually think that this, I know this has nothing to do with fitness, but I actually think this is like the future of stuff like that because how many people buy something for an event and it's a waste of money and it sits there and you're like, but people are actually making money off this because let's just say you buy a, an expensive dress. Let's say it's 400 quid, Right. And you wear it for occasion because it's occasion wear. You rent that dress out for a week for like 50 quid mm. forever. So people are making like profits on. And it's so good because it's like a dress that I would never buy. Um, That's like this very, one. Yeah, it's very like occasion wear. And the, the higher street that you've used, I used it for Jess when I was bridesmaid last year. They make it so seamless and easy because they want people to do it. But, you know, some, oh, I can't bother taking it to the post. Office. It's so easy. It comes with a prepackaged thing. You put it in, you literally take it, you drop it off and you don't have to do anything. It's just yeah. so easy and good. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone for a dress that's not really my normal style, but I was like, hey, I'm not buying it. Might as well yeah. try something new. Exactly. And I've, obviously I've got your wedding on the Saturday and another wedding on the Thursday before, and I'm just going to obviously just wear the same dress my client yeah. was like are the same people gonna be there I was like no she goes okay that's all right then yeah <laughs> I, was I, like, I don't care I'm not the bride yeah I went to a wedding uh two weekends ago and I don't even think I got any photos in my dress so I could have just rewon that one anyway to be fair but I already I already ordered that one off higher yeah. street by the time I'd clocked this situation well luckily you're probably gonna have some nice weather now we've gone over the horrible wet the wettest July known to man that we have yeah, so gross so grim, so exciting times. So today's pod, 112, mm. um, we thought we'd go over how to make the most out of your um, coaching relationship as uh, from the side of the client. So we are the client and what we think we should do to make the most out of the relationship and the experience. Yeah, so we thought we'd go into a few things that we think, as people who are coaches and have been clients, what we think makes the best 
relationship basically and how you can get the most out of let's say you've just hired a coach and you want to make the most out of it and you know you're financially investing in this and you want to get the most out of it possible what we think you should think about um and the first one we want to go into is communication which is a make or break in my opinion Mm. you agree yeah I do yeah because if that's off then that's literally like you the foundation's gone before you even got going exactly and in you know years ago when I first started my communication probably wasn't wasn't the best um and for example you'd have people like oh you know I actually kind of wanted to work on this but we never did and then you're like I should have been open enough for you to feel like you could have told me that but I probably wasn't um so communication is is key for example I had a call with my client um Claire last night and there was a we were talking about core training and I recently put in um an exercise and she said I really hate that one um I just it doesn't feel good and I was like I'll take it out and then I said to her I said I said with core training it's a funny one because if I could just give you these three and I just listed a few kind of movement patterns within core training and just rotate them but obviously progressively overload and add a little bit of variation but if I could just give you these on rotation for as long as we work together I said that would make that would be great for me because I know that this is what you probably need to be doing but I said sometimes in coaching you do feel like you have to you know mix it up a little bit on stuff like that so that was me her being vulnerable saying she didn't like something me being vulnerable saying sometimes I'm not you know I want to make sure there's enough variety so you don't get bored but also if I was thinking of what I think would be best it would be this and she said Mm -hmm. that's fine she said I would like that actually because the things that you just said are three things that I like to do and I'm more than happy to just rotate them yeah so problem solved I was like sweet I said when she's on my list for today I said when I do your program tomorrow I'm gonna get rid of that one which is another one that I do like and some people like it, but I said, I'm just going to put these in and I'm just going to say, you know, go to eight eight or nine out of 10. You can push it a lot on core and then I'll just rotate them, you know, monthly or something. She was like, great. And I was like, oh, hmm. that was easy. Yeah, <laughs> She's happy. I'm happy. I don't have to feel that. Um, oh, should I give her this again? Even though I think it's probably what she needs. Um and yeah, it was just a really nice, like, and we've been working together since January. No, December, December sorry. So it's almost like, um, you know, we're getting to the point now where every time we have our monthly chat, it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, it's getting really like interesting and we're sorting stuff out and just making sure that it's still good. And um, yeah, I just thought it was like chats like that within coaching are so important but you have to have that relationship with the client and they have to feel like they have the relationship with you in order to literally have that conversation because some people would be like oh I'm too scared mm. I don't want to say it. I don't want to hurt your feelings I was like no hurt them <laughs> hurt my feet not that it did but um, yeah I'm like no 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 because now I we know how to move forward but before I probably would have just given you that exercise again because I didn't know then you would have not liked it and you would have been missing out on certain gains on the other movements and then yeah so it would have put us back but we're all good now Mm. yeah and it's and it takes a while to get to there a lot of the time doesn't it because Mm that's why the probably the trust thing in the beginning when you first start working with a coach is Mm -hmm. so important and there's not a 
there's not a step-by-step model of how to gain that trust and I think this goes back to maybe what we said not long ago where we were talking about um some of the systems in coaching that we get told to do by the industry as a whole which don't necessarily suit everybody so like this onboarding thing that's quite popular onboarding process like right just um get your client on the app that you use give them a series of videos and then they're set up and they're ready to go whereas Mm -hmm. does that 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 my question would be does that build trust or is that just making the coach's life easier probably yeah. the latter um yeah. if you have a large amount of people that is um but nothing can replace that in the beginning like conversation like how does this feel yeah is that going okay oh this this coach actually wants to know my opinion i thought i was just going to be told mm-hmm. what to do yeah oh okay yeah so in in turn it just builds it that way doesn't it yeah exactly and i just think as a i am a client as well so obviously i can see it from both sides um but it's just so important nothing bad will ever come from a conversation like that yeah you literally have nothing to, you ha- you have nothing to lose and you have loads to gain from that those kind of conversations you know it yeah. might it might even be um um oh um I really don't like these front rack reverse lunges oh um how come what what's going on oh um they're really hard yeah (laughs) how's the the movement feel like does it feel fluid does it feel are you in control yeah no I feel in control but it's it's really hard okay guess what yeah front right reverse lunges are hard um if they were like oh you know my hip my I feel like my hip's really unstable at the bottom or I can't get a front rack position well then you've just given them a bad you've just chosen a bad exercise for that client but if it's like oh no my position's really good I just they're just hard I'm like okay yeah <laughs> yeah yeah on. but again yeah, I was conversation still needs to be had yeah yeah there's the difference between something just not being liked because it's difficult and something not being liked because there's a mm-hmm. reason yeah like discomfort or pain or what have you yeah uh, but then also dislike if if that client also said um but I I really dread them or when they're on my program um that's the only time where I struggle to get in the gym because I know they're going to be on it that's different yeah that's different if it's literally ruining the day yeah then there's definitely another lunge variation you can do but if it's like oh no you know they're consistent they're just I just find them really really tough then it's like we'll keep them in and then we'll change them out when yeah. we need to, you know. And I think that's where like coaching is, um, we we did a whole podcast about AI and how that's mm-hmm. coming up at the moment and um, does it threaten the, the role of a coach? And I think this is what separates us when it comes to stuff like that is, is conversation and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two things that just sprung to mind there through that conversation, but which is, when you're having these chats with clients or clients, when you're having these chats with your coach, um, the more you get to know the person in each mm-hmm. instance, the better because um, we're all we're all great at uh, like reading people, right? Mm-hmm. We have to do it every single day in our jobs, in life, in family relationships. Yeah. So we're all quite skilled at it and we're, we're constantly learning how to do it. But um, I definitely can speak from like a coaching point of view is mm-hmm. um, I don't think I realized when I first started coaching, like back in... 2017 2018 that the importance of understanding the person in front of me now some coaches um I know we know some people who love like the personality test to go like really really deep yeah um, 
but actually just try and think, okay, what's this person telling me when I have that initial consultation with them? Um, like, what are some of the the themes that come up? Um, let me like give an example. You might get a client who is a bit of a people pleaser, mm-hmm. right? who they just naturally like are very easy going and they'll just go with the flow. They're like, yep. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll give it a go. That, I'll do just, that, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll just like nod along. When we've all met him, I, I am a, a ex-people pleaser in recovery. Recovering. Uh, in, in recovering people pleaser, yeah. So the um the the whole point of that is as a coach, you might be like, ah, okay, they might just be saying this. Let me dig a little bit deeper into are they actually enjoying it? Let me see if I can um almost like have some like leading questions to take them to to get confident to say what they actually want to say mm-hmm. um and the same with the coach right you might get a coach who's when you first meet them you're like oh they're they're sort of that way mm-hmm. um and you might then need to think about how you ask them the right questions to get the answers you want out of them like as well yeah. like if if that works that way um especially in the beginning when you're building trust and you don't necessarily know as much about that person as as you could um, so my thoughts went to that on the the chat side of things, um, and now I forgot what my other point was. <laughs> well, we were gonna we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna move on to it's kind well. I did write communication and honesty as separate, but they do kind of, you know, yeah, they're in the same absolutely. they're in the same boat. Um, being able to say what you really feel rather than what you think that the other person wants to hear. Um, and from a client point of view, I want, again, as a client, I would, when I'm investing money into something, I would hate for my coach to think that everything is going smoothly when it's not. Um, so I think as, a, and again, it's really hard to say that because you know some people might be people pleasers or if we know them well we don't want to hurt their feelings or something but honesty especially if it's something like look something doesn't feel right you have you have to say it Mm. because it's your money yeah it's your money and on the other side as a coach if you are not honest with your client you are doing them the biggest disservice ever by them investing money into you but you're not saying what you know really needs to be said and obviously depending on the person but some people you can tell that they can they like it you know some people just like brutal honesty like yeah um for example you just use those lunges like if I said to my coach um Graham he'd say just get on with it Sash yeah because he knows me so well um and he knows that I'm just I'm just whining but for example if I was a new client and he said just get on with it they and they were maybe a little bit more sensitive they'd be like uh that's a bit rude yeah but when he says Sash honestly just please just get on with it (laughs) I know that I probably need that but if he was oh you know how are you feeling I don't need I need someone to just say honestly Sash I don't know what you're talking about just you know you can do this yeah it's one of the best you're 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 really good at these just will you just get on with it and maybe have a big snack beforehand and I'm like yeah yeah it's about knowing that person and knowing what kind of honesty they need at that time yeah tough though. yeah yeah I, I I know what you mean because I would say even when you used to coach me I would say if I <laughs> if I ever told you like 
like that didn't feel right. That was probably a, a good warning sign that it didn't it didn't feel right. Like exactly. Carry on. Exactly. And so if you said to me when I coached you, if you said to me, Sasha, that really didn't feel right. I think. I'd know that you were being honest with me and I would try and look into maybe what it did. And but if you said, Oh, um, that was really tough or whatever, that's when I would probably be the same too and like, okay, training's tough. See you next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I know yeah. that's what you need. But if you said, um, I remember when um your when we were doing chess supported rows and you said this just really doesn't feel right, and you sent me a video and, and there was loads we could have done yeah Um, you know so I said oh you know I'd say it might feel better if you do this but if you weren't honest if you just said oh you know this is the exercise she's given me I've just got to do it it doesn't matter what I think it's just like no Mm. it it matters entirely what you think otherwise you're not going to do it yeah we're just dancing around yeah 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 and that's it 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 makes it everything more efficient doesn't it like so efficient having that that good communication I'm sure everyone can relate to inefficiencies that they've got in their work that drive them mad like you know like in businesses where people put meetings in instead of just like an email and you're like god's sake like honestly please but then um like one of my clients she always says that she's like there's so many so many unnecessary meetings (laughs) like so many unnecessary meetings it's like that it's the same when it comes to coaching it's um just laying it all out and getting getting clear on where everything is exactly Um, that because that clarity it also helps the client progress as well mm -hmm. Because if you have more clarity in what you're doing, like um, Jess and I obviously write programs for people and the program design is so tough because program design is just tough. But the efficiency that comes when you and your client are 100% honest with each other about what what the client wants out of this, the program just, it's very fluid. Makes it, it helps it write itself better exactly um so especially with remote where you you almost have no choice but to be have good communication because otherwise it's literally you just it's a program and you don't really know what what's coming out of it um but which is obviously why you know we write in the in the comments and everything like um let me know what are your thoughts what you feel how does this feel and when we ask that we're like I need this information yeah. to forward. So when then the client comes back and all the notes are like, um, um, yeah, this actually felt quite easy. I reckon I could maybe go to this. I'm just like, that's great. That is yeah, the, the collaborative, not the instructor. That's like, I'm giving you this because I think it'd be really good for you to do. You've just done it. And you've said that that actually feels quite easy and maybe you could push. So when I write that program for next week, I know exactly what to do. Yeah, yeah. I always, I say this like I've got some clients as well like um who and I totally understand sometimes when it's busy in the gym it's a nightmare isn't it but I'm like yeah I re- I'm like please I really need this video because I, <laughs> I can't I'm like please I can't do anything until yeah. you until I need you to see me. what it looks like yeah. yeah 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 that's it yeah but the notes are so important and I think that's um yeah that's why it's why it is so helpful. I had this conversation with another coach the other day, actually, because they're on a software where they can't, they've got no, no ability to write anything. Yes, name drop. <laughs> what, the app? Yeah, trainer. <laughs> um, what was the app they were on? Maybe PC Distinction, which is the old, old school one, isn't it? Oh, wow. I didn't even know they were still going. Yeah, still going. Okay. Um, but I don't think you can write any notes on that. Um, And I, I was having this conversation because I was talking to this coach 
Mm. And they were basically just saying like, I said, I think you'll in, you'll enjoy the process more. I know I did when I even moved it, like even though I was on trainerized for a while and there were certain elements where I could write, it still, it still didn't give me enough. And I just said to them, like, I think that it'll help you with your enjoyment of actual program design because that's where I felt stuck I'm not saying it's the same for everybody but no. it definitely helped that definitely helped me with my own um sort of writing skills what are you eating sorry the cat's eating <laughs> yeah and I also think that clients tend to tend to like it as well my client uh, Louisa she um I worked with her in 2018 on trainerize and she's working with me now on coach rx and she she was just like oh my goodness she said this app is is miles ahead of the app that you used to use and I said yeah oh my god it's so good she goes and she just said I just feel like it's it's you writing to me where before on trainerize it was more like you're writing and I'm reading it and doing it but I feel like you're you're writing to me as I was like yeah but that's because I am writing to you like that's like we, yeah no. like we said there's a lot of distraction on like a lot of those apps and everything um if you think about a lot of fitness things they rely a lot on like gamification and like shiny objects and doing where you're like oh wow look at this wow look at this whereas actually when it comes down to like the basics of it so for example think about like writing yeah. right where are you going to find the probably the most informative piece of content is it going to be like on a blog or like a research paper mm-hmm. where there's it's just white space and black ink yeah. or is it going to be under the or overlaid over the top of someone doing a dance in a reel it's probably <laughs> going to be in an, in an article so yeah. it, sometimes how I think of the two from when I transitioned over is that mm-hmm. app had a lot of like bells and whistles because it yeah. was like oh you can add a pdf nutrition plan oh you can add this yeah. look at the look at the uh, bars move as you go yeah yeah exactly oh I've done 70 percent it's just like yeah but it, and do you know what it's, it's just clever marketing that's all it is it's like that's that's it back, I'm sure it's backed up by many studies of like actually if you do this it's good for engagement but again like we said before for how long a lot of these things probably are designed for the short-term program yeah. or what have you exactly yeah. and that even I always think you know like um it's not Dunning-Kruger it's um the bell curve and it's like uh, inverted you yeah inverted. at the beginning you think like at the beginning I thought um, oh, why would you not use an app? Oh, why would you use Google Sheets? And then at the top, I'm like, um, oh, uh, the apps are really good and everything. And I really like using CoachRx because it's so efficient. And when I've got this many clients, I need to, you know, have all the information. And then I go down to the bottom, I'm like, Google Sheets is probably fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah. It's like like one of the, the best coaches probably in the world who lives in the UK uses Google Sheets. Uh, Angus Bradley uses Google Sheets. It's like, not that I, I'm not, yeah, Angus Bradley's great. I'm not saying he's the best coach in the world, obviously, but he's like, it's the good thing about Google Sheets is that you, there's nowhere to hide. And I, and in this day and age, I actually think that's a really, really good thing because it's like exercise, note, uh, sets, reps, tempo, RPE comment what what yeah. what more do you need but trainer I or uh, well, you know I have no uh so- association with trainer so I can train it's trainer like oh look at this pretty thing oh 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 and it's like yeah but you don't really need that you just need the exercise the no and the comment like you don't really need um to see 
the graphs and the, yes. the emoji that comes up and and um you know in the and yeah okay I'm all all for the celebration of you know um 100 workouts and I think that you know when you're 100 200 300 great but Google Sheets is also fine yeah 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 anything wrong with that so obviously when you're working with your coach it sounds funny sounds like I'm advertising coach rx but use the app it's like it's to get the most out of your um experience it's like look at you know you got you can put this in you've got your own little space where you can write your own notes yeah and I you can book calls with you obviously on coach rx has got the link you can book your call on it you can have a look at your own i hate the word compliance but you can have a look at um how compliant you have been in the last three yeah. months 90 days whatever yeah and i guess like what we said earlier though when it comes to efficiency for me that's where an app trumps something like google sheets Absolutely. i still i still Ooh, find there. google sheets yeah google sheets is probably like a back end thing that a coach should yeah. use but i don't think it should be a front end thing for clients these days in no. this is my this is my personal opinion yeah. it's not for, some people will be like jess i absolutely get on fine with it and that's cool but yeah. i think for me I just think there's so many, uh, like, well, there's better things for that client facing yeah. way of doing it now. If you, if I got a program from a coach on a, on a Google Sheets, I'd have to download the app and then I'd be like, <laughs> trying, I'd be like Kelly Rowland texting in that video <laughs> on, on Excel in my, in my gym session. I'd be like this, like where you at on in each little cell, like yeah. it, it wouldn't vibe for me as a person. Yeah, of course. Me. But like old school body, but like I saw, um, there's a guy in my gym yesterday, older guy. He was training really well. You know, when you just like kind of were like, if they couldn't see you, you'd just sit and watch. Yeah. Um, really nice bench. Like um, he was squatting as well. And he he had um uh, a bit of paper. Yeah. They love a logbook, don't they? And he was just writing it down. And, and he would probably be, that kind of person would probably be absolutely fine on Google Sheets. Yeah. Uh, back squat. I don't need any notes. What tempo am I going at? Sweet. What weight is it? So maybe the more masculine-sided, um, more like A to B logic would would like that. Um, mm. But you know, for people that like a little bit of efficiency, well, it's not in stuff like that. Then that yeah, that's totally fair. Um, yeah. Next one, intention. Um, mm. I was having a think about this word yesterday, and how so, I, everything. From a coaching point of view, like just while we're still on that um topic of Google Sheets and stuff, yeah. I guess the the notes that we're able to write to a client mm -hmm. around intention is really helpful. So helpful uh, in in an app. Whereas again, it might be a little bit clunky in a Google Sheet. But um for maybe someone who's fairly new to training or in like that intermediate stage of their mm -hmm. journey with health and fitness, re really helpful. Um, like you say, the bo the bodybuilder guy. Mm -hmm. um he, he might not need as much guidance on intention because he could probably look at the rep range and the tempo and go and, and the rest and know what know what's expected of him and he's probably been training for 30 years yeah so he probably would know what's expected of him just by looking at what what's been programmed Absolutely. which is a great goal to have by the way yeah yeah exactly That's like true autonomy to like you, you can just look at something and be like from the sets, the reps, the exercise and the tempo I almost know what the intention is because I know what that means yeah, that's great. I love that shit. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I guess it can, when it comes to exercise prescription, then mm. you and I are a fan of RPE, aren't we? Mm, I love it. I love a good. The reason I love a good. Oh, just for the listeners, RPE is rate of perceived exertion. 
Um, so which leads into intention, because if I say to Jess, um, RPE nine, she knows that my intention for exercise is to be a bit, a bit grim. Yeah. But I mean, not, I would only give RPE four if it was more like a conditioning thing, but then you know that if it's a low RPE, then it's kind of just figuring something out or working, uh, usually tempo, not a lot of weight, um, motor control stuff. Um, but it's great, especially with online, because let's say I gave Jess three sets of, I'm just going to make some three sets of 10 goblet squat at 20 kilos. And she just put done for me. It's like, okay, did you, you could do that. And it was easy. You could do that. And you wanted to die at the end of it. Um, mm. you could have done that, but halfway through set two, you started to cut depth because your legs were tired. It's like, you did it, but what was it like? <laughs> That's literally yeah. what it is. It's like, I know you did those squats, but what, what, tell me the story behind them. And it doesn't have to be super detailed. I've got a client who's, who's very good at just, she, she'll be like, um, done, uh, felt fine. Um, position was good. Um, but, but feel like, um, I want to repeat this before we move on. Fantastic. Fantastic. She's getting involved. She's understanding. She's almost preempting what I'm going to do, which is amazing. I know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. So those notes and that intention with RPE, it's like, how hard was it? If it was, if it was so hard that you couldn't do any more, but you didn't tell me, then I might think, oh, done. I'll progress it. And then like, no, 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 actually I, I, I went to failure. Right. Okay. But you need to say that because otherwise I'm not going to know. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you are working with a coach obviously talk to them and how they want to you know do things but I would say that telling your coach how tough something was is one of the most helpful and f for them and you um things you you can do you could use RPE um some argue that if you don't know what RPE 10 feels like then you don't know what RPE 5 feels like but I mean in in my personal opinion you know, your clients are smart. It, we know what five out of 10 means. You know, you yeah. almost do, if so, you say, oh yeah, but they might, they don't know what five out of 10 means. Like fucking hell, we know what, I'm not going to degrade them and say, <laughs> they don't know what five out of 10 is. I think we know what five out of 10 means, you know? Yeah. And so it's a good, like you say, it's a good, uh, it's a good education thing for the client because they know then what their like capacity is uh, yeah. as they evolve. Like, uh, um, my mate literally just came to the gym yesterday. We just trained together. Um, and it's been a while since she trained. And um, I was saying, like, how I said, like, how hard is that? Give me a number. And she was like, right, well, that was probably like a five. I was like, okay, let's go up a weight. And she did then the next set, she did exactly the same reps, mm. but with a higher weight. And she said it was the same RPE. I was like, right, okay. So I don't think that's <laughs> right, but <laughs> I was like, but you've not done it for a while, so that would make sense. So when someone's maybe just starting out or do does a new exercise that they've never done before it takes a little bit of like exploring that feeling so maybe even for a, a couple of weeks while you're doing a new exercise that RPE isn't like set in stone because you, you yet haven't like dialed in like your motor control yeah, or the mechanics exactly. of the movement so it feels hard because you're like what the flip like what the hell's going yeah. on but it's not hard because you're you feel like your muscles are really fatigued or anything yeah. like that. So there's there's different reasons it could be hard. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that's that's where it's interesting because it's like a, the notes are even helpful. Like someone could write, um, how I hear this quite a lot where people are like, it wasn't it wasn't hard in regards to the weight. It was hard in regards to the form or whatever. Yeah. Like, okay, so it's two different like scales yeah. that you've given me, which is great though because it helps. Yeah, it absolutely. Helps. And it just link, it links back to communication. How that certain client communicates. Everyone communicates differently. Um, which is you know, and as you work with someone for a long time, you get to know exactly how they communicate with you. Um, but with intention, as a client who has just hired somebody you need to know because you need to tell your coach what your intention is. So it might be your intention might be the goal that you've set. It might be what, what you want to get out of the experience. It might be that you want to learn something particular, but intention is God. It, it's, it's so important with, um with everything, you know, even like nutrition, nutrition is really intentional. Hello, Luna. She's so pretty. She isn't she? She's um I went and saw my friend though the other day who's got a sausage dog and yeah. she she could she could eat that sausage dog alive. I tell she, you. She's Bengal, isn't she? Yeah. Matt Wader today, I don't know why. He just told me he was like, she's six point two kilos. Quite heavy for a cat. Maybe she's been eating some uh I've had, I've got she's on bulking season at the minute. Respect. <laughs> I love how we just randomly started talking about your cat. Uh, intention. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just really important to note because if you don't know what you want out of something, then it's going to be really hard to navigate it. Mm. You know, if, if you, again, I'll just use Jess as an example. When Jess's goal was to, to run the marathon and not die, <laughs> it was like, that's how I knew how to coach it. But if Jess has got, if Jess has already could run a marathon easily tomorrow and she wanted to go faster be completely different yeah the intention that's why the intention is so important because train training someone for a marathon and training someone for a 5k it couldn't be further from each other it's two yeah. different events but a lot of people will oh, it's just running it's like no it's not no no trust me <laughs> it's not marathon extreme endurance yeah then five I have you know 30 minutes of work, like 30 minutes of work and five hours of work is so different when it comes to uh, energy systems. Yeah, I have this conversation sometimes at footy where we'll do something and people will be like, well, it's just fitness, isn't it? It's all good. It's all good for the fitness. I'm like, like, what does that mean? Like, oh, we're doing this because it's good for the fitness. Yeah, but we and, you and hear the, that a lot. You hear that a lot, which is why I, intention is so important. So I'm just there at the back, like, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm like, I've literally, I'm like, I've clocked off today. I'm not working. I'm just doing. I'm just yeah. here. To, I'm just here to execute. Yeah. But also it's like um, oh, it's good for fat loss, that. What does that what what on earth does that mean? I can't <laughs> help it. I honestly, I'd be so annoying in in a classroom or something. I'd be like that that sentence, what you've just said, means nothing without context. Means nothing. Like, oh, hips good for fat loss. That means nothing. That is literally is, that sentence is void. It mm. fucking means nothing. Which is yeah. why I hate stuff like that. Which is what you see on social media, isn't it? No context, just these blanket statements. I'm like. Must not comment. Yeah, I know. I always just think, like, imagine it would be a full-time job if you were going in people's comments, like, what does this mean? Please explain yourself. Oh, my God, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. Can you, can you go into more detail? But if there's intention 
behind it. it that sentence could be turned into something that means something that's why if you're working with someone what are your intent what do you want out of this why are you here why me what, and I think what's your intention what's your intention when you come to the end of this that you're in what do you want to be different in your life yeah and I think as a coach and especially like as a young coach one of the things that I always was um a bit like nervous about in the beginning was oh like is it is it is it right when you first start coaching it's like first time you do anything you just want to make sure it's good right but I think one of the most reassuring things is if your intention is right then then even if it's not exactly bang on you're you're being like pure with your your ethics aren't you you're like I'm doing this because I think that this serves the client Mm -hmm. and we also know that a lot of it is exploration don't we Mm -hmm. so like what we just said um right at the beginning of this podcast Mm -hmm. you might give somebody a certain exercise because your intention is right because it's based on what they want to achieve or what you think that they need Mm -hmm. but then you might get to a point and they're like oh that just doesn't vibe well for me it's really hurting my knee when I do that okay but it doesn't it's that's fine we can readjust but the intention was right. It wasn't like I just randomly put it in there because no. I just thought it'd be fun. No, of course. So that's what I mean. Sometimes I think, um, like I, I definitely found that when I was like, it, like early in coaching, like oh god, like it's this like overthinking it. Where it's like, if your intention's right, go with it, and then if you need to change it, you change it. Mm-hmm. But then that's where it's like what we said again: the communication with the client, expressing if it hurts or it's okay or it feels good. It's constant, like it's like a feedback loop. It's just just ever ever going around in a circle exactly it's a feedback loop but also I think when it comes to stuff like that um a lot of people are they want I don't want to go into the cliche of they want things now but they want to it's like the caption I wrote the other day people want to be there but they don't want to get there they want to that's you when you're traveling basically (laughs) (laughs) that's you a truer sentence was never said. That's I like Matt. hate it. I love traveling. Like I'm oh. the only person. I'm like, can't wait to go to the airport. Get into the game. No, nice no. And Matt's literally just sat there like no. this, like just the, the straightest face. It's like <laughs> to be to be to be fair. It totally depends on. I was saying this because Dan's in. Um... If, if you're in T three, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it depends on I made a decision when I went to Greece in with Jody in May, right? I'm too old, right, to do flights at times right that I don't want to do. Yeah. I'm we never do- doing that again. Dan's in Spain and he went to the airport at, he got up at half past four and people are, oh yeah, but it's all right, it's going to the airport. I don't care. I don't care if I'm going I don't care if I'm going to Southeast Asia to have the best fucking month of my life. I I'm not going to the airport at that time. I feel you. I'm not the same. Um, <laughs> me and Matt have just paid extra for our uh, mini moon flights because Matt wanted didn't want to compromise on Matt, weird times. If you're listening to this, I have, you have my full respect because yeah. I'm, when I go to Italy on the 23rd, my flight is at half past ten in the morning. I am not. I I I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. When I flew back from Greece and my flight was at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's that the night time. entire experience was genuine hell for me. Genuine. Yeah. And it was delayed. The airport was, oh my God. It, and for me, I would have, on that minute, if someone said, give me a hundred pounds 
you and and you can turn back time and and fly at seven p uh, uh, five p.m. But it, it's going to cost you more. Take my money. Take yeah. it. I yeah. can't deal with it. I can't deal with it anymore. So yeah, our flights out are at like eleven o'clock on perfect which is which is great but our return flights back are at like 7 a.m and Matt's like oh that's a bit of a not very nice one because I'll have to be at the airport for like I was like it's fine though it's on the way back but I also speak as a person who could fall asleep on a plane oh yeah but also when in that context you got to think I always think a flight really early or really late takes so much more organization because you have to right, we have to book a taxi because we're not going to have to get one because it's the middle of the night and then you have to but when it's just like 11 o'clock you can be like get up have breakfast yeah. make sure you're packed just hop, hop in an uber it's it i want the stress removed yeah i feel you i get it i'm not as yeah do you know what <laughs> i'm just i'm just reaping the benefits of matt's issues <laughs> love that love that but yeah people want to get there and not people want to be there and not get there Sometimes um, I'm trying to get my pacing right on the ski erg at the minute and it's a disaster. Um, but <laughs> it's almost like it doesn't matter because I've got, I've got to go through this eight weeks of being shit, right? But because I know where it's going yeah I just, I just do it and I and it's it's not great and you know I mess up and then I'm like oh you know what about this and and coaches like oh yeah you know try that again but a lot of people be like but I, but I want it to be right now it's like yeah but it ain't it's not right now <laughs> and you need to go through and that's why obviously communication is so important honesty is so but intention is so important because my intention is to get my ski pacing right yeah and if if it takes eight weeks of being rubbish or probably longer, knowing me, um, then but my intention is to get it right. Yeah. So it's like even if it takes a year, I I I wanted to get it right, so that's what matters. It doesn't really matter what I do in in between that. That's why intention matters so much. Like with you and your marathon, or um, oh, I want to deadlift this. Okay, but you, do you want to deadlift that and probably be able to deadlift it again? uh a month later and then basically probably able to deadlift that way again whenever you want to or do you want to do it once and forget about it yeah like oh i actually it'd be nice to be able to do it all the time okay well it's gonna be different then yeah in the training is gonna be different i always think as well like whenever you think of like a film even like a, a disney film it always starts with like some sort of okay situation yeah i think toy story is a great example toy story everyone yeah. knows Toy Story. Everything's really happy, mm-hmm. good life. Mm-hmm. Woody's in a good place. Yeah. Then there's like the drama, which is like new, buzz, baddy situation happens. Yeah. Then the toys get go lost, da, 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 get lost, etc., etc. Et so it goes through this like turbulent story to get yeah. to the other side where they're all happy and everything's really good. Yeah. And, but you have to do that with everything. <laughs> it, yeah. Everything in life it comes at that and exercise is no different. You have to maybe have a place where you feel okay, go through a bit of a turbulent time to come mm-hmm. out the other side better off. And then guess what? You start again. There's Toy Story 2. There's Toy mm-hmm. Story 3. It's like- Toy Story 4. Yeah, there's always just these little bumps and you have to go up and down them to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Um, I also think it's- takes away from the fact that if you did just know how to deadlift straight away if you were just able to run a marathon as much as you're like oh I just I would love to be able to do that mm-hmm. it would make life pretty boring because there'd yeah. be no there'd be no fight there'd be no exactly. 
And we're um, going to talk about that in a second. Out, we're going to talk about graft. Yeah. Well, to, and to move on to graft, um, there's difference between hard work and effective. I think we always need to reiterate that. Like something can be hard and not effective very easily. In fact, very easily. It's, it's easier for it to be hard and not effective than effective. Um, but I'm reading at the minute. By the way, I just finished Yellow Face. How did you like it? I stayed up past 10 o'clock last night reading, finishing it because I couldn't put it Must down. Been good. And every time I went to the next chapter, I was like, it's bedtime, but I need to know what's going to happen. So I finished that. Um, and then I went back to reading the book that I was reading before I got that um, called The Comfort Crisis. Um, and he's talking to this guy in the book where basically he does something called a miso. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Do you reckon I'd like it? Yes, definitely. Masogi. Is that? Yeah. Oh, God, I got it right first time. A Japanese Shinto practice of ritual purification by washing. Oh, okay, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, here you go. Basically, a masogi. I'm, I, obviously, if there's any Japanese people, I'm so sorry. That's probably not right. Um, but it's basically doing something. He does something every year that has a 50% failure rate. How do you know what's got a 50% failure Well, he, basically, he picks a, a, a thing. Like, for for example, one of them was moving an 85-pound rock five kilometres underwater. Okay. There's a 50% chance he's going to fail miserably. But if there isn't a 50% chance he's going to fail miserably, he doesn't do it. And he's failed loads of them. So he does one every year, and he fails loads all, all the time. But the challenge of doing something where you know that it's almost really far out of your reach, but you could do it, he said it's made him like, um, and he's uh, he works in medicine. He said it means that adversity in his life, he finds it almost beneficial now because, and he can just deal with it a little bit better. So he says everyone is going to face financial adversity, relationship adversity, um, uh, adversity in work, you know, mm-hmm. career, whatever, family, oh God, everything, right? But when you do stuff that's just like a little bit ridiculous every so often, and he does that, he does it with his kids as well. But he says that it's very, for example, if you've never run before, a 5K is a masogi. Yeah. Right? If you've never um, climbed a mountain, if you've never been on a hike before, then climbing your local, uh, obviously we're lucky where we live, like in the peaks or something, doing the easiest trail on the peaks is probably, because if you've never done it, then there's a 50% failure rate. Mm-hmm. You have to like dig into places you didn't know existed to be able to get there. And I'm not saying that your training should be a Masogi because it can't be. But hence why he does it once a year, because it's like horrible. Um, but it's going to be, there's going to be graft and it's going to fucking suck. Like my session yesterday sucked. Like I even used the word, that word in my comments. I put this sucked. Mm. the end bit it was really awful um I picked a the heavy I picked a weight too heavy I had to rest the dumbbells halfway every set it was too I, I picked a too heavy weight do I regret it no because it's taught me that I pushed too far I can't quite do that yet um my hamstrings today are horrendously sore <laughs> mm. um, and I can't move properly but you know it, it was nice to be like fuck me this is grim yeah. Am I going to do that every week? No, because I want to get the most out of the exercise, so it would be a bit silly for me to just do that again. But it, it 
you have to go through like this fucking sucks mm. be able to you know get more out of life it's like the whole comfort zone whatever kills you makes you strong or whatever that there, there, there's literature in in that and it's just basically like do hard things yeah 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 I think I, I do reckon I'd like that book that comfort crisis yeah yeah you were I mean I'm only 50 pages in but basically I I read I'm reading it because I just finished out Peter Atiyah's book Outlive and he mentions this book right in the book and also he mentions this book because they're into rucking right they they believe in rucking and and weirdly I kind of ruck every day because I carry a big heavy bag to to work and walk um but they love rucking because it's like we are the only species on earth that can carry things and people say oh what about ants and it's just like yeah but they can't it's it's different because we we they have to obviously one we're not ants and then people will be like oh what about a horse and it's like yeah but the horse can't pick something up and put it on its back a human has to put it on its back Mm -hmm. so we can carry so heavy bag go for an hour's walk and make it tough um, and obviously that's not his Masogi, but he he loves that because it's like it's quite ex- accessible and you can do it. It's just doing hard things. And he just believes that. And that's why the book's called The Comfort Crisis, because he thinks, you know, we uh, we don't do hard things enough and hard things builds. And I'm not saying um, hard work pays off, you know, all, all that. But sometimes it's good in training to have a day where you're like, I that was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Not all the time because then progression doesn't happen, right? But if you have a session every so often where you push way too hard, um, it, it it's horrible. You you almost did it a bit wrong. It's not a bad thing. No, no, no. It's like oopsie. <laughs> but you probably get a lot of out out of it because you've had an hour in your day where you, your brain has had to like work in a different way. Like it yeah. it, it wasn't pleasurable at all. Um, you know that you've got to do two more sets and it was just horrible. So you got to put yourself through that. So it's like, there's going to be graft. And if you have just hired a coach and you're hoping that it will just be plain sailing and simple and you get to the end and be like, woo, done. Then you, if it is, then you picked the wrong coach, but also like you should, you should want a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like you said, there's a, there is a difference though between um, th- thinking things are a challenge or like yeah. graft, mm-hmm. and mistaking that for intensity all the time. Yes, because in training, like you say, you can't always be intense with no. the type of training you're doing because you, you it's unsustainable by nature. Yeah. Well, the more you can, intense you are, the less intense you are. But you can if you're find intense some, all the time, yeah. and your intensity is low because you're always there. Yeah. Because you can find you can find challenge within a session, without it being like nonstop. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I like last week I just felt like I was in training felt really good the last couple of weeks mm. actually. Um, and I just was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna like give it some on these lunges and just yeah. went for it because I just felt like I could. And it was hard, but I was like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I was like I was on my hands and knees afterwards, like yeah. like taking it taking a minute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's it's it's good to find those moments. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and obviously people who people who find those moments, unfortunately, in daily life, and they're you know really struggling, are probably gonna 
have less of those in training right but if that's why it's called the comfort crisis if you kind of family's cool um I would even say I'm in that position where I'm very lucky to be like I don't have any huge stresses in my life um yeah self-employed is always going to be a stressor but I'm quite good at managing that stress um I have a good relationship I live in a place that I love I don't really tend to have those things every day that like make me go oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god so in training I can I can go there a little bit more but if if I was in financial turmoil and, and Dan was abusing me right mentally or being really horrible not that he is not that he is he's not I promise but let's just say that my relationship with him was really like horrible then then going there in training would probably be more like oh I'm just gonna end myself because I'm yeah um but yeah I think going going through some tough graft and doing hard things when you're when you're in a relationship with your coach is something that um will help you make the most out of your situation which goes back to the the title of the pod which is how do you make the most out of your coaching experience yeah absolutely lovely thanks for listening guys that was episode 112 uh we will see you next week for episode 113 and Uh, then and then we're, we, me and Jess are gonna have a couple. Me and Sasha, we're gonna we're going on a break. Me and Sasha are going on a break. <laughs> we just need to spend a little bit of time apart, uh, because, um, I have no I have no funnyness to tell. Sasha's, <laughs> no. Sasha's Sasha's going on holiday for two weeks, and I'm getting married. So it seems like a really nice moment in time to just pause Take a break for the rest um, of August after next week. And then first week of September while I'm away. Um, but we said it might be nice just for us to have a little pause. Um, we've got a few ideas of like we what where we would like to take the podcast, mm-hmm. what we would like, um, what direction we would like it to go in. So yeah. we're gonna take this time just to have a little think so that we can bring it back in uh, September. Bigger and better than ever, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but if you have any thoughts on how you would like as the listeners um the podcast to go please drop us a message we always love to hear from you and on something as important as this um it would be very much appreciated so yeah just drop us a message let us know what you've liked what you would maybe like us to keep in if it's something that you like please don't stop doing that yeah or actually could you start doing this a bit more that would be great we'd love to hear from you yeah lovely thanks so much guys and uh, we will see you next week see you later see you later